Hello friends, Molly Ponfadith here, CEO of the SOAR Community Network and co-founder of the SOAR Community Nebula. Our goal this year is to bring to you 1,000 champions of change and community builders, and I'm delighted to bring to you today, Connie St. John. Thank you so much, Connie, for being with us. Thank you for inviting me to participate. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited as well. So can you please share with our audience what you're currently doing in the world? What projects are you working on? Who are you? And what makes you a wonderful community builder and change agent? Sure. So I have two companies. Um, no Weapon Productions is my production company and St. John Consulting Group is my consulting company. And I um, am unique in that I combine business skills with creativity. So I use um, entertainment to change lives through my production company, but also I bring those same skills to businesses and individuals um, to change their life using an entertainment strategy. So for instance, one of our projects is the Game Changers experience where um, people who are dealing with challenges in the workplace or in their personal life can work with professional um, executive coaches and personal coaches as well as professional actors and do some role-playing scenarios to help them kind of walk through that challenge and give them a different perspective by actually living it, living it, walking it out and living it. So um, basically what I do is I use um, entertainment as a tool to change lives and to affect social issues. So we have a project right now called the Bully Project where we go into schools and do um, middle school specifically and do a musicals um, called the Bully Project that shows people who are perpetrating the bullying and those who are the victims of the bullying and then those who are observing it or are blind to it can see it. So it's really an awareness project and a redirect project. Um, I also have a debate project that's working with 18 to 30 year olds um, and partnering with certain colleges that is informing them in terms of, you know, for instance, political hot buttons, but they're real Americans. They're, they're regular Americans, not, not public interest groups, not, not political folks, but people who need to be informed because, you know, people argue about stem cell research or about gun rights, but do they really understand, you know, the issues? So it allows um, the youth and young adults to actually be part of the, um, the, the voice and to understand it a little bit better. So in, in all the different ways, I use entertainment and innovative techniques to inform, to change lives, to engage. And, um, and that's what I do. I've, I've been doing it for some time and I love it. It sounds so exciting. I want to ask you more questions about it as we go along in the interview. Um, but the next question that I have for you is really about your own personal journey of having people in your life who have been truly change agents for you, who have um, shown you love and compassion, or taught you a few things or two to help you become the woman that you are today. Would you like to highlight a story or two? Oh, absolutely. So, um, the first immediate story that comes to mind was um, and is a really great friend. Her name is Rosa. And during one particularly difficult point in my life when, when basically the rug had been pulled out from underneath me. So it was the most trying physically and financially and, and emotional time for me. Rosa never let me give up on me. And she didn't just say it. She, she, she put 
action and finances behind it. When it was time for me to, to move and find a new home, she came with a check. Just, what do you need? Tell me all that you need. And she paid for everything, for the entire move, the security deposit and, and all of it. She just, here's the money, everything that you need. And um, with no, I don't, she said, I don't want you to pay me back. I want you to pay it forward. Because when she was little, her father had fallen on hard times. They have, I think they have a family of five kids and then the two adults. And the father had fallen on hard times. And the neighbors and friends just came and paid for all of his expenses, I want to say for about a year, for the entire family, groceries and rent or mortgage and everything they needed until he got back on his feet with no expectation of repayment. And so Rosa said that example, I'm trying not to get emotional, good Lord, but that example made her want to pay it forward in that same way. Mm -hmm. So when she met me, she actually worked for me originally, and now we're just good friends, but I met her because she, um, she worked for me. She worked for the company before I joined, but as a consultant. And when they hired me as the regional executive director and she met me, she said she was inspired by me, so she wanted to come on as an employee. And she said, you know, I've learned so much working with you and for you. And so, so during those times when I was just really, you know, down on myself, down on my luck, struggling financially, not knowing where the groceries were going to come from, literally, Rosa would just show up at my house with a check. Here's $3,000 to get you through the next few months. Or here's $10,000. This will take care of your deposit, your move costs, like just whatever it was, and has never hesitated. And, you know, when somebody gives like that, you know, you're expecting them to say, and let's set up a payment plan for you to repay this. And for her, it was like, no, no, I just, I need you to know, I believe in you. I know where you're going. I know what you're capable of. And, um, and you change lives. And I want to be part of the team that helps change lives. And I want to help you when you're, when you're forgetting who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So beautiful. You know, it's so wonderful to be doing these interview series and be reminded on a daily basis that these incredible souls are out there. We, we don't highlight them. We don't talk about them enough, but they're out there. They just want to give of their what they have, their treasures. Yes. It's the way for them to have a sense of peace and fulfillment in their lives too, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, we highlight the, the folks that are, you know, wanting something in return or maybe even manipulating in many ways. These are true, pure, good-hearted souls. Yep. And, um, I just get so inspired just hearing stories like this. So thank you for sharing Rosa with us. <laughs> yes, I want to share one other, if I may. Yes, please. Who else, who else has shifted you and changed you? <laughs> There's so many. I'm just I'm going to share just one more, but I have a whole list. Um, so her name is Libby and Libby was my boss at Columbia TriStar television. And initially she was, um, my, my boss's boss and my boss at the time was not a very nice person. And one day I realized I was crying every single day on the way to work. Mm -hmm. And so I went to him and I said, I'm going to have to give notice because this is not me. I'm like, I'm the happiest person. I'm always smiling. I have so much joy in my heart. So the fact that I'm crying every day on my way to work is not a good thing. So I'm going to have to go ahead and give notice. And he said, great, fine, give notice. Why don't you run down and tell Libby now? So, you know, you're so excited or I'm so excited about that. Something, he said something really obnoxious and told me, you know, go tell Libby. And I said, okay, I will. 
So I go down to Libby's office and I tell Libby, I can't do it. I can't work from him anymore. So I've given notice and she said, oh, absolutely not. No, I'm going to promote you. And actually he's getting a demotion and um, he can't have anybody report to him any longer. And I'm promoting you because I've seen how valuable you are to the organization. And so she pulled me out from under him and his department. And that's how I got my start in public relations and entertainment public relations. And then I continued up through the ranks. Later, she left um, Columbia TriStar and she went to Turner Broadcasting. And um, I left Columbia TriStar some time later and she called me. I was living in Michigan. I'd moved from California to Michigan and she called and said, um, we need somebody at Turner in Atlanta. She was still working in LA for the Turner division. And she said, I told them they have to hire you. Can you just fly to Atlanta and go for the interview? And I did. And they offered me the job on the spot. So then um, you know, I'm working there and then I got another promotion because they needed another head of a department. And so because of her, um, another Turner division offered me to be the head of publicity and public relations for that division because of Libby saying, you have to have Connie do it. She's the one who can do it. So I'm working there and, um, and then they merged with Time Warner and then um, um, Libby got a call from Harpo Production saying we need somebody to come and manage Oprah's publicity. And she said, Connie has to do it. So she gave me a call and she said, Connie, there's another job. I need you to go ahead and take it. And so, you know, I've already put your name forward. And I said, okay, Libby. And so then I ended up taking that job at Harpo Productions. And then later when I went back to California for the third time, um, there was another position at the Entertainment Industry Foundation, the one that does the Revlon Run Walks, which many people have heard of. And they were launching the marketing department. And she introduced me to the president of that foundation and said, you have to hire Connie. She's the best. And, and so they hired me there as well. So Libby has literally been influential in my entire career. And now with my company, um, we're, we're debuting Game Changers in Los Angeles and I needed another me because I can only do so many. And I um, was talking to Libby and she said, if ever you need anything, you know, I would work for you because now she's a best-selling author and, you know, a public speaker and she's an executive. Um, she does executive management. She goes into different companies and helps them. And she does a lot of, you know, the kinds of things I do, but in a different manner. And so she, so she said to me, if ever you need help with your company, let me know. And I said, actually, I do need help. I'm, I'm launching Game Changers in LA. She's like, let me check my calendar. Yep, I'm free. I'm there. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, to need help, to need another you, and not just get another you, but to get who trained you, like to get your mentor to work with and for you is just so incredible. We were doing a Zoom call. And I was giving her the overview and I shared my, you know, my screen with her so she could see the overview document. And she said, oh my goodness, when you turn that around, it looked like something I would have created. I mean, down to the fonts. And I was like, Libby, you trained me. And she was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. You're right. And I was like, everything I learned in terms of this, you trained me. So yeah, my document looks like something you would have created because I learned from the best. Full so circle. Full I love her and she is such an inspiration. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, sometimes we also forget in, in our lifetime how we mentor or make that phone call or make a connection and how it could change someone's life forever. And we don't, sometimes we don't even know it. Luckily, you've been in touch with Libby, so she knows the impact. <laughs> sometimes we're out on the street and we're, or we meet someone for the first time, we see that they need some help, we make a connection, and they just take off. And that's yeah. just so powerful to be that catalyst. 
It is. It yeah. really is. I'm very thankful. Wow. I'm very thankful. So. Wow, that's great. Beautiful. So let's now let's talk about the community builders and change agents in your life that you've been around and you've been a part of just working with them. Um, what are some of the attributes that come to mind that you absolutely admire and that are consistent with community builders in your world? Um, selflessness, I think, is the first thing. Um, they, they do it without an agenda. They, they do it without a personal agenda. They may have a goal, a vision in mind, but they don't do it for uh, self-interest. So that selflessness is key. Um, fearlessness. And fearlessness, you know, I say that, but we're not ever really without fearlessness. It's just courageous. So they're courageous. Um, so, you know, I, I know my inspirations, and, and even me, as you and I were talking in earlier about we can we can know what we're supposed to do. We can be doing it, and we can have fear. Our stomach can be in knots, but we still keep moving forward. So it's not necessarily fearlessness. It's more you know bravery or courageous. You know this. I think that's a key characteristic. Um, and then um, for me, in terms of that that change agent, it's really about seeing something that's bigger than you, that you can have a, either a small or a large part in helping to change. And I think, I think part of that is the first, the first part is the belief that you can. Mm -hmm. To me, the biggest challenge is people who don't actually believe they will make a difference. They don't believe they can change anything. And that can become a, a hindrance mm -hmm. because they don't believe they can, they don't move forward because they think, oh, well, my little voice, my little effort, it doesn't do anything. So part of it is that belief that there is a situation and that you do have in some form or fashion the power to influence it for the good and you desire to do it. Um, it it's interesting. I have to share. I have a very, very good friend and um, he was asking me why I care with no weapon productions, which it's the tagline is change your life entertainment. He said, you know, I don't, I don't have that desire, even though he does this, he just doesn't see it that way. But he said, why do you care? Why do you care if you change your life for the better? Like, it's not your life. It's not your family's life. It's not anybody who has a vested interest in that you have a vested interest in or has a you know, vested interest in you. So why do you care if you change their life for the better? And I didn't have an answer at first. We called each other back the next day. And I said, I figured out the answer. And he said, so did I. And I said, okay, let's say it at the same time. And at the same time, we both said love. And I said, I love people. Yeah. And I think that that is probably the biggest thing that I've seen in other change agents, that characteristic, that trait is they truly love people. They truly like, because why do anything? I mean, if it doesn't benefit you, then why do it? Except for you love people. And so more than anything, more than courageousness or fearlessness, more than selflessness, more than the belief that you can influence, you have to care. Mm -hmm. You have to care. You have to love people. Yeah, I think that hum humanity piece is, is something that we all have kind of moved away from when in the end, that's really all that matters. I mean, that connection, that being seen, being heard, being felt. Um, being valued. It's, it's all about the human experience. And I think that when you love people, you have to love all humans. Right. <laughs> um, and I think that the change agents really can, can kind of get through all of the, 
the facades and the layers and just get to the core of people. At the end of the day, what do we desire? We desire to have a roof over our head, a sense of security and safety, peace in our hearts, right? And people that we can love and who love us. That's that simple. Besides the food and water, of course. Right. I mean, it truly is that basic. It really is. And even, even when you're struggling with food, shelter, and water, when you have somebody that loves you, that's what gives you that fuel, that, that strength to get through to that next day. At my darkest point, having Rosa love me and believe in me. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, the next question that I have now is about you being a community builder and change agent. So if you can describe to me or share with me how you are um, building communities, what movements or initiatives or social issues do you really care about? If there are specific organizations you'd like to feature, now's the time to do it. You know, what are we doing out there to advance other, other people or organizations' missions? So I would say that um, one of the biggest issues that I, I care about is um, bullying in, in all of its forms. So not just, I mean, right now we're seeing an epidemic with bullying has been around since the days of Cain and Abel. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, back in the day. So it's nothing new, but, um, you know, with our children, with our elementary, middle school children, and you're seeing the spike in suicide rates. And these are babies who are feeling um, bullied. So, but it's not just that. It's in our culture right now, especially in America, just seeing how people are with social media, how ugly they feel um, justified and, and to be, it's not okay. And bullying take, takes many forms. And um, the Bully Project specifically deals with, because you have to start when they're young. You have to nip it in the bud and help kids who are getting bullied feel more empowered to stop it. And I, I come from a place of having been bullied when I was a little girl. I was very shy when I was younger. Um, people have trouble believing that now, but in, in when I was little, oh my gosh, I was painfully shy, and I was just bully catnip. They they were looking at me as their punching bag, and not until I decided, I literally made the choice that no, you, I'm not going to let you do that anymore. I had to literally come up. I had to make the decision in myself. And recognizing that and helping other kids who have been bullied, helping them find their voice and their strength has been something that I've done on an individual basis, but now that I'm working on on a, on a larger scale, um, because you hear about situations where kids are bullied, they go to another school, they get bullied at that school, they go to another school, they get bullied at that school, and it's not the, like the same bullies are following them from school to school. Mm-hmm. So then you realize there's something in you that is attracting, unintentionally, obviously, but is attracting um, that bully mindset. So really helping them to be feel more empowered so that they can say no more. Mm-hmm. And so um, bullying is a humongous issue. There is an organization called the Bully Project that I follow, and I don't know a lot about it. I do know that the U.S. Department of Education ha- is putting so much more money toward the anti-bullying um, initiatives because of the suicide spike um, so I am working with them as well with our project, um, the Bully um, Project Experience. It's part part of it is to to change the 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 actions and the narrative, in addition to creating an awareness. Um, so that's near and dear to my heart. And then 
for me, one of the things that's really important is, um, and something I teach uh, people I coach as well as my own wonderful son, um, is that we have a choice. That, that, that issue of choice is so important, of recognizing that wherever you are is a result of your choices, and if you don't like where you are, you can change your choices. And often, it, it still goes back to that victim mentality because most people feel like they're a victim of circumstance. I can't help it. I'm here. This is how I was born. This is the color, the, the weight, the size, the shape I was born. This is the country I was born in, the family, the economic structure I was born in. And they feel like, I can't make a difference. I can't break free of this. So showing them those examples of people who were born, you know, a product of rape or, you know, whatever it is, or a foster child who grew up and did this, this, that, and the other, because they decided I can make a different choice for my life. If you, if anybody, if, if we could get that concept across to people that your choices can change your circumstance, your choices can change, you know, your direction. It's life changing, which is why we do the Game Changers experience. That's part of what that's about is helping people see the words that come out of your mouth and the actions you choose to, ch to take will change your, your trajectory. It will change your path. Right. So those are the causes that are probably most important and nearest and dearest to me is, is that people not feel like a victim in any way. So whether it's a victim of bullying or a victim of circumstance, helping them realize, no, no. And here are the tools that will, you know, empower you, knowing the power of your words, knowing the power of your actions. That's great. Well, as you talk about these tools, that's really just perfect for the next question, which is, what tools do you use? What mottos or quotes or philosophies do you hold on to when times have been challenging for you? You know, in the midst of all of that pain and that grief and not knowing if you're going to be able to have groceries to eat, what, had, what concepts, philosophies, again, perhaps even scripture, that has helped you? Because we want to share that. There's so many times when we've gone through um, hard times, and it's always very important to remember, even if it's one saying or one thought or one philosophy, that might be able to shift us and bring us back to center. What, what do you have for us today on that? You know, it's funny because um, I, I, one immediately came to mind, and then I sent to my son, I said, David, what do you think my favorite quote is? And he said the exact same one. So I'm assuming this is really it. Um, so what I always tell him and what I tell myself is um, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and try again. And I say it constantly. And I let him know it's not about not um, failing. We will at times fail. We will end up with a result that isn't what we'd hoped it would be. It's about the rebound. It's about can we pick ourselves up, can we dust ourselves off, and can we try again? Yeah. And there are obviously scriptures that also support that. You know, I think of that, you know, Jesus, when he tells the, the adulterous woman, just go and sin no more. And to me, it's just as simple as that. Just go and make a different choice is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole pick yourself up, dust yourself off and make a different choice. That's Try cool. again. And so that's my, my first favorite. My second is who says I can't. So when there's something in front of me that looks impossible or somebody says, nobody's ever done that before, or that's not the way it's done, or you'll never, you know, you'll never succeed doing it that way. My whole thing is who says I can't, what if I try and, and do it? So who says I can't? And, um, and that's been really one of my life's mottos um, from the time I was a little girl. And I'll share this because I think it will be inspirational for someone. When I was little, 
um, I, I was born with a cervical uh, deformity. So I have fusion and um, extreme scoliosis. Um, in my, my neck. So cervical fusion, not by surgery. Everybody assumes it's by surgery. Normally they do fusion to help your neck straighten out. Mine fused itself at, a, at this angle, at a C angle. Mm -hmm. So my neck, if you actually saw the image, is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And so um, I have limited movement because of it. And I would always have back pain and I couldn't figure out why my shoulders were always sore. And my neck was always hurting. We think my mom and dad took me to the doctor when I was about 10 years old. They did the, the uh, x-ray and the MRI and they said, okay, so she's got severe scoliosis and cervical fusion and spina bifida, which means part of my spine is not even formed. And they said, um, she's never going to be able to work and um, she is never going to be able to have children. And by the time she is 21, she'll probably be in a wheelchair, unable to walk. So when she turns 18, just put her on disability. And then they told me, and Connie, I want you to start taking these muscle relaxers. And I said, for how long? And they said, well, period, because this is your condition. We can't fix it. The, the severity of it is too much that we can't do surgery because we could potentially um, sever your spinal cord. So we can't do surgery. So just take muscle relaxers. And I said, wouldn't that just make me a drug addict? And I'm like, well, sort of. But, you know, and I said, OK, well, I'm not going to do that. And they told me, well, you can't, you know, you won't be able to work. And after a while, you won't be able to walk and you'll never be able to have children. And my whole thing was, who says I can't? Like, that's just your diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so for my life, that's been my motto of I have no reason not to shoot for the stars because everything I do is already a blessing and on borrowed time, according to the doctors. So you know, when, when people say, oh, that, oh, my goodness, that's such a big risk. Are you sure you want to leave California after the last 20 years and start over again with your own company? Well, yeah, who says I can't? I wasn't supposed to be working at all. And yet I, you know, lived all over the country and traveled internationally and done all of these things. And so who says I can't? I mean, is this another doctor's diagnosis or is this? Sure, I can do it because I decided I can and I can do it as long as I believe I can. Wow. So. That's, you know, where I am with that. I just feel like, who says I can't? That's so motivating. It really is. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes when you look at someone from the outside, you have no idea what they've gone through, what they've been through, and how much they've persevered. So, oh my gosh, I'm just delighted to know this about you and feel very proud that um, I have someone who is that determined and that brave in my life because I can certainly learn a few things from you as well. All right, Miss Connie, what would a better world look like through your eyes? It would be more loving, of course. I think, um, you know, we've experienced massive change. We have. There are times when you see that in, in our culture. I mean, just even if you think about going from slavery to non-slavery, there, there have been humongous changes that have happened in our world and in our country. Um, I, through um, No Weapon, I really want to see a change in um, the bullying mindset. Really, bullying is about um, either I think I'm better than you or Internally, I think you're better than me, but I don't want you to see it. So I want to beat you down before you can see it. Somewhere it comes from a, a, a misguided mindset. And 
getting those people who feel they need to do that to redirect that energy elsewhere. Because I, I, I haven't been able to figure out a way to just dispel that energy, to just say, just don't feel that way. It's, it's not logical. That, that doesn't seem to work. I mean, it's like, it's like, um, you know, top drug dealers. And if you say, you know, what if you, what if I give you a business empire instead, and you take those same skills that you have that you're using for evil and instead use them for good and you win, you still win, but you just use them in a different way. They just redirect it they're willing to do that. Or, I mean, because you can get a, a, a drug dealer, a game banger out of the hood with art. And it's almost the only thing you can do. You can't get them out with accounting. You can't get them out with, you know what I mean? Like you, it, it doesn't happen with, with law. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen like, Oh, come be a lawyer instead. But if you say, Hey, how about you make a music video? How about you start in this movie? They're like, okay, I'll put the drugs down to go do this thing. So similarly, if I can use art, to change the direction of what a bully does with that mindset and that energy, if we can find a way to redirect that so that it's not in a negative way, that alone would change our world. Mm -hmm. That alone would change our world. For them not to see, for the, the people who are being bullied not to see themselves as victims, for those who are bullying to redirect that in a way that's positive instead of negative, that would be a better world. If people recognized the power of their choices on both ends. A bully kind of gets the power of their choice because they're operating in, a, in power, but in, it's just misdirected and, and not positive. Mm -hmm. But the victim doesn't even realize they have a choice. So, you know, getting them to see that you have a choice and you can direct it toward good, that's a better world. Wow. This is fantastic. What a wonderful time with you that I spent today. And I would like to know how we as a community can support you, how we can find out more information about your business as well as your production company. Um, what's the best way? Um, I, we have websites, you know how it is, social media. So um, noweaponproductions.com, stjohnconsultinggroup.com, gamechangersexperience.com dot com <laughs> those are really the best way and then you know i have a personal blog and it's called constant thoughts so my first name is actually constant so it's not spelled like that it's spelled constant with a t and then an s constant thoughts because i'm constantly thinking and so um so you know going on my blog commenting there you, you know you learn more about me because i've been blogging for some years now um, although I haven't done it as much lately. And then, of course, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. I have to say a funny story. So my son, who's an amazingly talented singer-songwriter, we were out at a gig that he was doing, and this guy wanted to book him, but he was trying to go through me to do it. And he said, oh, you probably don't have an Instagram since, you know, you're his mom. And I said, I do so have an Instagram. I'm hip and young and whatever. And he said, oh, okay, my bad. What's your Instagram address? I was like, um, David, what's my Instagram address? <laughs> You will have to put that in our in our um, notes so people can find your Instagram account. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being with us and appreciate all that you're doing for our community and for society at large. Much. Um, Molly, thank you so much. I your story has inspired me more than you know, and the work that you're doing. I am honored that you. 
um, to know you first of all, and then to even be asked to join you in any small part. This has been wonderful for me. Um, knowing that there are other good people in the world who care about people and are doing it just because it's the right thing to do and the good thing to do, that that is more rewarding than anything. So I'm so happy to know you and so happy to partner with you in any way possible. Me too. Me too. Very, very blessed. Thank you again for your time. For those that are watching, thank you for being a part of our journey, for following us, for being in our lives, a part of our store community network. Please remember to nominate yourself or someone in your community who's making a big difference. Visit us at nebula.soarcommunitynetwork.com. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye.